The hunt for ancient prions. Archaeal prion-like domains form amyloid-based epigenetic elements. Abstract. Prions, proteins that can convert between structurally and functionally distinct states and serve as non-Mendelian mechanisms of inheritance, were initially discovered and only known in eukaryotes and consequently considered to likely be a relatively late evolutionary acquisition. However, the recent discovery of prions in bacteria and viruses has intimated a potentially more ancient evolutionary origin. Here, we provide evidence that prion-forming domains exist in the domain archaea, the last domain of life left unexplored with regard to prions. We searched for archaeal candidate prion-forming protein sequences computationally, described their taxonomic distribution and phylogeny, and analyzed their associated functional annotations. Using biophysical in vitro assays, cell-based and microscopic approaches, and dye-binding analyses, we tested select candidate prion-forming domains for prionogenic characteristics. Out of the 16 tested, eight formed amyloids, and six, six acted as protein-based elements of information transfer driving non-Mendelian patterns of inheritance. We also identified short peptides from our archaeal prion candidates that can form amyloid fibrils independently. Lastly, candidates that tested positively in our assays had significantly higher tyrosine and phenylalanine content than candidates that tested negatively, an observation that may help future archaeal prion predictions. Taken together, our discovery of functional prion-forming domains in archaea provides evidence that multiple archaeal proteins are capable of acting as prions, thus expanding our knowledge of this epigenetic phenomena to the third and final domain of life and bolstering the possibility that they were present at the time of the last universal common ancestor. Significance. This work establishes that amyloid-forming prion-like domains exist in archaea and are capable of vertically transmitting their prion phenotype, allowing them to function as protein-based elements of inheritance. These observations, coupled with prior discoveries in eukarya and bacteria, suggest that prion-based self-assembly was potentially present in life's last universal common ancestor, and therefore may be one of the most ancient epigenetic mechanisms. Introduction One of the most notable and puzzling disease outbreaks of the last 50 years was bovine spongiform encephalopathy. Its baffling patterns of transmission arose because it was caused by a mysterious agent devoid of nucleic acids. The disease left 177 people and over 4 million cattle dead, harmed the economy of the United Kingdom, and for a time left the scientific community with no mechanism to explain the phenomenon. 
The cause was eventually determined to be a misfolded form of an endogenous protein designated the prion protein, or PRP. Although initially named for proteinaceous infectious particles, ascribing a stable, concise definition to the term prion is not trivial. As our scientific understanding of prion-like entities continues to develop, alongside the concept's integration into society's lexicon, the term itself is under relatively rapid linguistic evolutionary pressure. One generalizable and useful definition is prions are proteins that convert between structurally and functionally distinct states, at least one of which is self-propagating and self-perpetuating. And although certainly useful, this does not adequately convey the whole story because it assigns the property of prion to the protein itself as an individual unit, whereas some of the key hallmarks of prion activity, like self-propagation and non-Mendelian inheritance, only manifest through the interaction of multiple copies of a protein under specific conditions. Conceptually, this is not entirely dissimilar from how quorum sensing can be thought of as an emergent property, rather than being ascribed to a single unit. It can therefore be useful to think, to also think of the term prion as a state that emerges when a specific suite of characteristics is met from multiple copies of a protein that is capable of facilitating that state. That said, unless otherwise noted, herein the term prion will be utilized in the former, generalized form referring to an individual protein. Although prions were being studied in mammals, puzzling non-chromosomal genetic elements were concurrently being discovered in yeast, URI3 and PSI+. As the prion story unfolded, it soon became clear that URI3 and PSI+, were prions of the URI2P and SUP35P proteins, respectively. All known mammalian prion diseases are the result of the misfolding of the endogenous prion protein. By contrast, fungal prions are more diverse, sparking phenotypes produced by the alternative folds of many different proteins. Prion conversion of the prion protein is pathogenic, whereas acquisition of many yeast prions is not. As more work has been done to elucidate non-pathogenic prion-forming proteins, it has, been, it has been shown that prion conversion can serve as a molecular switch for multiple biological functions, often exerting a strong influence on survival. They can play a role in adaptive responses to environmental fluctuations, contribute to evolvability by acting as epigenetic elements, and act as evolutionary capacitors and bet hedging devices. For example, Saccharomyces cerevisiae employs the GAR plus prion to switch between specialist and generalist carbon source utilization strategies, a switch that is heritable. The SE plus prion drives the emergence and transgenerational inheritance of an activated chromatin state 
They can result in broad resistance to environmental stress, including antifungal drugs. The Smaug plus prion allows yeast to anticipate nutrient repletion after periods of starvation, providing a strong selective advantage. Other non-detrimental prions were found in many distinct species. In Podospora and Serena, prion het S carries out normal functions in the process of self-slash-non-self recognition. In the angiosperm Arabidopsis thaliana, the luminodependence proteins protein can form a prion and is responsible for signaling flowering as a result of detecting the temperature change in the environment. In baculoviruses, the prion-forming LEF10 protein was, was found to be responsible for efficient viral replication and expression. The discovery of functional prions across a broad phylogenetic diversity of organisms raises the question of their evolutionary origins. The first prions to be discovered form highly ordered aggregates called amyloids, and many, but not all, currently known prions adopt an amyloid conformation. Amyloids are long, unbranched protein aggregates characterized by a fibrillar morphology and cross beta sheet quaternary protein structure. Just like prions, amyloids were first discovered in association with neurodegeneration. The most well-known amyloids form protein deposits in the human brain, as in the cases of A beta peptide and tau protein in Alzheimer's disease, Huntington in Huntington's disease, alpha sunuclein in Parkinson's disease, and SOD1 in ameutrophic lateral sclerosis. Similar to prions, amyloids exist in myriad organisms, including microbes. Although their presence correlates with neurodegeneration, some have argued that amyloid itself might be overall more beneficial relative to other oligomeric forms of aggregation-prone proteins. Amyloids have functional and non-pathogenic roles in species as phylogenetically distinct as Escherichia coli in humans. The term functional amyloids was created to describe non-detrimental amyloids. In microbes, functional amyloids are often found in the extracellular matrix, contributing to cellular protection and the biofilm formation. The first functional amyloid identified in humans was the PML17 protein. Important in melanogenesis, amyloids of PML17 create a scaffold for melanin distribution. Amyloid-forming proteins have been detected and experimentally verified in all domains of life, eukaryota, bacteria, and archaea. Prions, on the other hand, have to date only been discovered and verified in eukarya and bacteria. The propagation of known prions relies on a protein fragment called the prion domain. These domains are often enriched in glutamine and asparagine residues and are usually found in the disordered fragments of proteins.
Leveraging these principles, bioinformatic algorithms can be used to predict novel prion domains. Here, we use computational prediction methods on 1,262 archaeal proteomes to assess the distribution of prion proteins across the archaeal domain. We identify candidate prion domains and investigate the functions associated with the proteins harboring them. We additionally perform a suite of biochemical and genetic experiments on a subset of our identified candidate prion domains to validate their capacity to form infectious aggregates. Our data reveal that multiple archaeal proteins can act as prions, forming heritable protein aggregates that are capable of acting as protein-based epigenetic elements. These observations, coupled with prior discoveries in eukaryon bacteria, suggest that prion-based self-assembly is an ancient form of epigenetics that may have been present in life's last universal common ancestor, or LUCA. Discussion. Long viewed as enigmatic drivers of disease, prions have emerged as a form of epigenetics beyond the chromosome that can be adaptive in eukaryotes ranging from fungi to humans. Early analyses suggested prions were absent in other domains of life, consistent with the prevailing view that they are evolutionarily young elements. The recent discovery of prions in bacteria challenged this dogma, yet prions have not been identified in archaea. In this study, we show that multiple archaeal candidate prion domains can form amyloids and act as bona fide elements of information transfer in living cells, fulfilling fundamental tenets of the prion characterization. To the best of our knowledge, neither prions nor intracellular amyloids have been reported in the domain archaea to date. Confirming their presence would indicate their existence in all three domains of life, suggesting either that prions were present during the time of LUCA, or that they convergently evolved. Though many prions do not form amyloids, in the current study, we focus on amyloid-forming candidate prion domains because recently identified bacterial prions have been shown to form amyloids, and amyloid fibril formation can also be detected with a relatively high throughput experimental survey like the Congo red assay used here. We utilized the computational program PLAC to identify novel candidate prion domains. Although Plaque's underlying algorithm was trained on yeast prion domains, it has recently proven successful in facilitating the identification of prions in bacteria. Taken with our work here, in which Plaque also enabled the identification of likely prion domains in archaea, this speaks to the chemically conserved nature of at least a subset of candidate prion domains across all three domains of life. We stress, however, that in this initial exploration of potential prions within the domain archaea, we have performed a somewhat limited rather than exhaustive search, being guided by current information largely sourced from glutamine-slash-asparagine-rich amyloid-forming yeast-derived prions. 
bacteria and archaeoproteomes appear to have fewer glutamine slash asparagine rich regions in general as compared with eukaryotes. But it is as yet still unclear if this translates to them having fewer prions overall, or if it is the case that they are encoded with a different chemical signature to which we currently remain naive. To investigate our computationally identified candidate prion domains experimentally, we utilized biochemical and genetic approaches. This included staining with amyloid-specific dye, infrared spectroscopy, transmission electron microscopy, and the yeast prion reporter assay. We utilized the model organisms E. coli and S. cerevisiae in our experiments. Future work will require working with the source organism of the candidate prion domains and testing the entire protein. Looking across the archaeal domain, many species harbor at least one candidate prion domain. However, methanobacteria stand out as especially rich in the candidate prion domains. Several members of the genera Methanobrevibacter, Methanosphera, and Methanobacterium have five or more candidate prion domains per 1,000 proteins. Out of 16 candidates tested, six were from the class Methanobacteriaceae, two of which tested positive under both experimental assays. By far, the dominant gene ontology, or GO term, associated with the candidate prion domains identified in this group was integral component of membrane from the cellular component namespace. This was also the case when looking exclusively outside of the methanobacteria, with around 58% of all GO terms associated with candidate prion domains being GO 0016021, which was enriched overall. The majority of the remaining candidate prion domains from the methanobacteria were not annotated, possibly contributing to their relatively higher candidate prion domain frequencies is that they had an average fewer proteins overall. The average number of proteins from the in incorporated methanobacteria was 1,915, as compared with 2,238 for all others. Likely further contributing is that the glutamine slash asparagine rich regions plaque is identifying inherently tend to be higher in AT content due to the possible codons encoding them. And methanobacteria have relatively higher AT content compared with all others. In general, those with higher AT content have higher normalized frequencies of candidate prion domains. Our GO enrichment analysis revealed that of the annotations that were significantly enriched or purified in proteins containing our candidate prion domains, the vast majority, around 90%, were purified. As such, there is a high level of functional constraint with regard to which functional domains, candidate prion domains, tend to stably coexist with. It is notable that overall, metal ion binding is purified in the proteins harboring candidate prion domains relative to all proteins. Yet, specific, quote, child GO terms nested underneath it, such as calcium and copper ion binding, are enriched. 
This suggests that there is something chemically consistent with glutamine slash asparagine-rich amyloids within the specific ion-binding proteins that is distinct from other metal ion-binding proteins. Although we observed an enrichment in outer membrane cellular components and in several cell wall-related biological processes, such as chitin binding, chitin metabolism, and cell wall adhesion, we note that it may simply be the case that cell wall-related proteins like these might tend to harbor glutamine slash asparagine-rich amyloids. This may place them disproportionately in the category of being detected by plaque but not likely to present prion-like characteristics upon further experimental scrutiny. In this case, the only cell wall-related candidate prion domain we tested was found to be negative in both the Congo red and yeast prion reporter assays. We observed the tyrosine and phenylalanine content, as well as the total content of aromatic residues, was significantly higher in the CR plus slash YPR plus group. Tyrosine was also the most abundant hydrophobic residue in prion domains identified in yeast. McClear et al. in 2015 showed that tyrosine is necessary for stable prion variants of sub-35. Later, it was proposed that aromatic residues are favored in prion domains because they promote prion formation and chaperone-dependent prion propagation while avoiding detection by the degradation, degradation machinery. Recently, prion formation has been associated with phase behavior. Interestingly, it was shown that phase behavior is determined by the number of aromatic residues like tyrosine and phenylalanine and their patterning. Our observation adds to the above, showing that the role of these aromatic residues in prion formation is universal across domains of life. The first prions discovered in the domain eukaryota and the domain bacteria were both related to cellular regulation. Further, amyloids in particular have been noted for their roles in signal transduction, such as those involved with programmed cell death. In the current study, one of our positive testing prion candidates was transcriptional repressor COPY. And one of our most highly enriched GoTerms is involved with transcription regulation. As amyloid-based prions themselves can orchestrate a regulatory network, this suggests that additional regulatory factors may be controlled by aggregation if they harbor a candidate prion domain. This would provide a scenario in which the aggregation state of the protein, as dictated by intracellular conditions, might be a mechanism for controlling its activity. As in the case with the eukaryotic sub-35, upon which aggregation results in less efficient translation termination, and with the bacterial transcriptional terminator rho, in which aggregation results in transcriptional read-through, these types of interferences ultimately may provide a selective benefit by enabling a population under stress to rapidly explore a broader phenotypic landscape. Indeed, it has been demonstrated that prions in S. cerevisiae can confer a fitness advantage. The observation that candidate prion domains 
and prion domains are commonly found within genes involved in cellular regulation across all three domains of life, suggests either that, one, prion domains within these gene families are convergently evolved, or two, prion domains may be a relatively early evolved manifestation of cellular regulation that was present at the time of LUCA, the last eukaryotic common ancestor. For now, which of these scenarios unfolded throughout Earth's biological history is a question that remains outstanding. Conclusion With this work, we show that archaeal candidate prion domains can facilitate the acquisition of the prion phenotype, allowing them to function as protein-based elements of inheritance, thus expanding our knowledge of this epigenetic phenomenon to the third and final domain of life. This adds support to the hypothesis that amyloid-based prions were present at the earliest stages of life's evolution. The current study represents an example of a top-down approach that pushes the story of amyloid-based functions further back in evolutionary time. This is complementary to work investigating the amyloid world theory of the origin of life that proposes that amyloids may have been forming from very short peptides before the emergence of what we might consider the first, quote, living system. These two approaches are heading toward each other, slowly closing the gap between them, with many interesting questions remaining to be answered and asked. Does a continuity exist between the prebiotic amyloids and modern amyloid-based prions? Are extant amyloid-based prions the biochemically evolved descendants of a prebiotic system capable of self-assembly and self-aggregation? Did the self-assembly and self-aggregation of these short peptides facilitate an expansion and range of potential interactions and functionalities? This work demonstrating protein-based epigenetic inheritance via prion domains derived from the archaeal domain of life is a valuable step toward bridging this gap, but clearly there are many more to be taken.